Your hour of Thrive Time begins now with your host, Jay Mamie, on the Jay Mamie Talk Show. The Jay Mamie Talk Show. Good morning, everyone, and welcome once again to the Jay Mamie Talk Show. This is Jay Mamie, and you have now entered your hour of Thrive Time. If you're visiting our show for the very first time today, I just want to welcome you because you are part of what makes the magic of this show continue to grow in terms of listenership, in terms of word being spread to others, that there is value here on the Jay Mamie Talk Show. So, yes, thank you for being a first-time listener. I encourage you to continue to come on back. And for those of you that are returning listeners, you've been supportive of this show on our now our second year journey, and I'm excited that you have decided to make this your hour of Thrive Time, whether it's here as it airs on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. or whenever it airs and whenever you have a chance to hear the rebroadcast on all of our platforms, I, I am thankful that you continue to support this show and continue to share it with others as well because that's, folks, that's how this show is growing. It is word of mouth. It is grassroots. It is somebody sharing a clip from one of the social media platforms that I'm on and they, they like the message, they like the interviews, they like the content. And and they just share it. So there's power in sharing and share if you care. (laughs) That's what makes this show so special. And we're so thankful for you. In fact, speaking about that, you can listen to all of my prior episodes. If you're visiting the show for the very first time or catching it a second or third time, you don't have to panic. You don't have to fret. You can go to the jmamietalkshow.com and on there you will find the archived episode section. And you can listen to all of our prior episodes for the last 77 episodes episodes. I can't believe it. We're coming up to our 100th episode in just a few weeks here, a couple months rather. And boy, we're going to have a blast on that 100th episode. And I'm going to share with you a special story about that and how this whole program started and some of the things that have happened along the way. I know many of you ask me questions uh, as such, and we're going to get into all that when we approach our 100th episode. But you can catch all of the other ones, fantastic quality programming at the episode archive at the jmamietalkshow.com. And let me encourage you, while you're hanging out online anyhow, make sure that you hop on over to my regular site, thejmamie.com, thejmamie.com. There you're going to find all of my goodies, my books, uh, my best-selling books, you're going to find them there. You're going to find my Thrivology shop, which had a banner holiday season. So many people have texted me, have have posted on their Facebook pages, have tagged me to the post with their mug or their their poster or their shirt or you know all the things that we've got to offer at Thrivology. Uh, shop. They, they're posting it. And man, that does my heart so good. So if you've not had a chance to visit my store, make sure that you visit the Thrivology shop. You'll find it at my website, thejmamie.com. And also, I'm super excited about this. We've been talking about this, guys. For those of you that are in the sales world, you are entrepreneurs, business owners, consultants, uh, anyone who's in the communication field where you've got to communicate, you try to communicate whether it's a, a message or a point or a sales concept or something that involves dealing with other people, then you're going to want to get involved in my latest project, the Thrive Sales Mastery Course, taking you from novice to ninja. We've been talking about it a lot on this show, and now the program is going to be officially launched. All the tweaks have been removed. All the cosmetics has been added, and it'll give you a chance, folks. If you are in that world and you are frustrated and you're you're not 
thrilled with the results that you've received so far in sales or in your ability to communicate a concept with confidence to another person, then you're going to want to have access. You're going to want to take this course, the Thrive Sales Mastery course, hours and hours of combined wisdom. And I got to tell you something, guys, over 300 years of experience is what is compiled in this course between myself and all of my other sales gurus that are contributors to the course. You've got to go check it out, thrivesalesmastery.com. It's going to be awesome. I want to take time before we introduce our guests, our amazing guests for the rest of this show today. We've got some fantastic people that are going to be on the show. They're going to pour great content and great wisdom, so you definitely want to stick around for the rest of the show. But before we get started, I want to address one of the questions that one of my listeners has. And, and by the way, I have not had a chance to address as many questions as I would have liked, but this is one of those questions that I am going to address. Now, that doesn't mean that I don't want you to continue to send me questions. Many of you are sending me questions via text, email, and LinkedIn. Any way that you have uh, committed to follow me and stay in touch with me and follow the show, you can use those avenues to send me questions, and I will get to the questions I have done uh, sparingly throughout the course of the show. But it doesn't mean that I won't. And here's a great example. So one of our listeners, Kay Ross from Houston, sent me a question as it related to a prior show that I had that addressed the R's of a new experience. And I and if and I, I spoke about revamping, reassessing, uh, taking reinventory. Uh, I gave that talk about how do you do these things? How do you utilize these these R's? in order to have a better outlook. So she said to me, this was a question rather, she said, "What by what measure do you begin reassessing? By what measure do you begin reassessing your life? So I, Kay, I, I want to give you this answer, but I want to sort of give you this answer in a way that pertains to the way that I handle reassessing. And by the way, it's a great question. I know many people have the same question. You know, now it's the beginning of a brand new year and everyone has hopefully by now taken the time to do some reassessing. And now they're launching their brand new year with a brand new game plan. I hope that's the, where most people are at. But if you're not, that's okay. It's still early on in the game. You can make it happen. In fact, the truth is you can make changes happen anytime. It doesn't have to be specifically in the beginning of the year. You can decide at any point in time that you're sick and tired of being sick and tired and here you go. Okay, but how do you address, how do you measure reassessing? Can you help me with that? That was Kay Ross's question. So let me share with you, Kay, my answer. I do an annual ritual. In fact, I just wrapped it up a few uh, few weeks ago in the beginning of the year. I do my annual ritual of taking inventory. I take inventory of everything that makes up my life, what I'm doing, who I'm doing it with, why I'm doing it. I mean, I look at everything from my relationship with my family, uh, my relationship with my friends, colleagues, uh, to the actions and, and the decisions that I made throughout the course of the year, uh, the people I've met, the groups I've joined, the places I've eaten. Uh, I take a look at my business. Uh, I even look at my supplements. What supplements am I taking? The exercise routines, the books I, I've read. I mean, I'm looking at everything because if you're going to reassess, you've got to take inventory. You've got to take stock of everything that makes up your life for the most part. Now, now all of this takes inventory introspection. All of this, it does, and it takes time. But here's what it's going to do, and here's what it does for me. 
it, it gives me not only clarity, because let's be frank, guys, throughout the course of the year, uh, your vision, your perspectives, it can get cluttered, right? Your your goals can get muddied along the way. Isn't that true? I mean, if you think back to all the goals and perspectives and vision that you had 12 months ago and you re- and you assess them throughout the following uh, 12 months, you realize that along the way you, you got cluttered. Your vision got cluttered. Your perspective got cluttered. Your goals got muddy. It happens. This is called life. So that's why doing this is so important, taking this this inventory introspection. I do it. Now, why? Because when you assess something, assessing means that you examine everything. And here's why. To see if it brought you value. So when you assess all of these things that I talked about, that inventory, you're assessing it to examine if it brought you value. Did it draw you closer to your life's mission, to your goals, uh, or to the person that you want to become? In other words, did it exam- Did it enhance your existence? Did it? That's one of the ways you have to reassess all of these things. Or was it a drain on your energy? Did it cost you more than what it was worth? Did, did you incur undue or unnecessary stress as a result of it? You see, based on how you answer these questions, it's going to be a great indicator whether or not you want to continue holding on to any of these things, and let alone repeating them again this year. That's how you reassess. By the way, let me just say this. If you determine that there's some things that have to go, and by the way, that'll be more than likely some of the decisions and some of the conclusions you'll arrive at if you do an honest assessment. Don't be afraid to let them go. You, you've got to learn how to give the gift of goodbye. <laughs> there are some things you're going to have to give the gift of goodbye. And that might be some people. That might be a job. That might be some routine. That might be the things that throughout the course of the year didn't serve you. However, let's talk about the opposite side. What did work for you? What you can say brought you value and brought you excitement and brought you energy and, and really pushed you further along your life's goal and mission, do more of that. Simple. Do more of the stuff that worked and eliminate the stuff that didn't. Even if the stuff that you have to eliminate might be tough to do, you got to do it. This is how you have an honest reassessment if thriving is your goal for 2022. K Ross, I hope that helped out. I hope to help out a bunch of you too. Folks, we're going to get started with a fantastic show right after the break. Hey everyone, this is Jay Mamie from the Jay Mamie Talk Show. I just want you to know that my book, my 10th book, is finally available, Thrivology, action-stoking and thought-provoking quotes and phrases is now available for your purchasing pleasure. This book has already making tidal waves among those who appreciate content that is driven to give you a thrive-minded mentality and also reminders throughout the course of the week of the things you need to do to thrive. Guys, you can pick up my book, Thrivology, at thejmaney.com. Have you ever felt that in trying to grow your business, you've turned yourself into the world's number one pinball? Bouncing from thing to thing, trying to score some points without falling down that black hole looming below you. Problem is, reaction mode is not a sustainable business model. It's not a sustainable life model. 
I'm Erin Marcus, founder and CEO of Conquer Your Business. If you want to learn how to be in charge so that you can take the actions that get you the results you want, reach out. I'd love to talk with you. Find me on LinkedIn or at conqueryourbusiness.com. Balance of Nature's fruits and vegetables in a capsule. Changing the world one life at a time. To me, it makes sense. This product is what y'all advertise it to be, 100% fruits and vegetables with nothing added. We just don't ingest enough fruits and vegetables. We know that. And so I really believe that this is good. To me, if you're getting your 10, 11 servings a day right here in these bottles, well, hey, I, I encourage everybody to take them. And so I'm a strong believer in your product, and I just encourage everybody to do what they can to stay healthy. Get a wide variety of all your daily recommended servings of whole fruits and vegetables without having to leave your home. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Call 800-246-8751. That's 800-246-8751 or by going to balanceofnature.com and make sure to receive this special radio offer by using discount code DALLAS. Welcome back to Thrive Time with Jay Mamie. On the line right now, we've got one of the most dynamic individuals that's making an impact in the lives of so many. He is certainly becoming what I call the empowerment specialist when it deals with teaching success to not only adults, but specifically with his mission, the youth. So on the line right now, we've got the founder of Envision Millionaires, and I love that, Envision Millionaires. He's also the founder of Going Beyond Limitations. And it's a signature program which teaches you, it teaches the mindset for success and how to dress like a successful person and how to have the right attitude. And he's helping African-Americans to, to break the preconceived barriers that exist. He's also a professor. He's a multiple book author. And we're excited to have someone that is on the rise right now in terms of what he's doing for the community, what he's doing for those here, uh, not only on uh, in the U.S., but abroad. Welcome to the show, Richard Cross. Hey, I appreciate you being on the on the uh, on the call with us today, brother. I want to dive right into it. But before we get into what you're doing to impact communities, impact the lives of young black men, can you share a little bit about your story? Uh, thanks, and thanks for that question. Uh, a little bit about my story. Uh, you know, I grew up in Jamaica. Uh, grew up in poverty, mm-hmm. and I was one of those students. Um, growing up who wasn't seen as someone who was supposed to be anything in life. Actually, I was even told by some of my teachers that I'm not going to amount to anything, which was sad, uh, you know, because they know who I was, because they see me in the community, they know my parents and stuff like that, so they know my social status. And it affected me, not knowing that it was because of my perception or my internalize, of me internalizing what other people were saying. I wasn't doing well academically, so I went through... Um, high school, middle um, high school, um, not doing well, you know, in school. I graduated without subjects to go to college. And I like to tell people that I went to college in Jamaica on grace. You know, God saw something in me that I couldn't see myself. So he put the right people um, on my journey to direct me to go to college. So I went to college. I literally see my way through because I thought then that I was an average person. So Graduated from um, GC Foster College in Jamaica as a, uh, you know, a little bit over 2.0 uh, because that's how I saw myself. And um, I didn't get a scholarship. I didn't get a job, actually. 
uh, well, I didn't get a scholarship uh, from leaving GC Foster College, and I didn't get a teaching uh, position after I finished. So I was wondering what am I going to do with my life, and I went back to my community, and someone thought I was a police officer. And, you know, them saying that to me, I went to the community police station, told the sergeant at the station, and he said, man, you know, you need to. Delay is dangerous. So I went and took the test, never seen myself as a police officer, took the test, and I barely passed the test. And I joined the police force after that, which was one of the best decisions I've made because it helps me to gain perspective and start to learn some more things about myself. So I joined the police force, continue with my track and field ability. So I was running for the police um, force when I came to Miami Classics. Mm -hmm. I saw a coach of Lincoln University, and he offered me a scholarship. Actually, he went there to recruit the student, and I I beat that student that he was there to recruit. The student that he came to recruit came second um, to me. And then he he said, man, you know what, I can give you a scholarship. But he knew of me prior to but he didn't know my age, and he said, man, I can offer you a scholarship. It may not be a full scholarship, and when I told him my age, and he said, man, sorry, you're a little bit too old. Uh, you know, normally, uh, they give scholarships to 18, 19 years old students to come to college. I was 24 at the time, and he was walking away, and I said to the coach, I shouted, actually. I said, if you, know, if you want to know what someone does with an opportunity, give it to me, and he stopped and said, see him afterwards and i came here started school at lincoln university and um you know things started to change uh my first two semesters i got all a's and that's when i started questioning myself i wonder where this ability came from i realized then that i have the ability to do more than what i thought so richard that's fantastic brother uh have that that realization that there's more to you. But now you're pouring that realization into the lives of, of young black males. What inspired you to begin devoting time and energy like you do now to empowering and uplifting young black males? Well, you know, being in the classroom really helped me to see the importance of uplifting um, black males. Because I see where I used to think that I couldn't, and I realized some of the young men that was in my classroom was limiting themselves based on their environment, based on what they have seen and not having role models uh, for themselves. So I said, you know what, now is my opportunity to share some of the things that I've learned and I've experienced and I've overcome to become the person I am today. So that's what inspired me, you know, to share with them, to stop limiting themselves to the stereotypes and the stigma society has uh, placed in us. You know, being able to walk that same path, right? You did as an as a young brother. You did. You you were yeah. able to sort of recognize that, hey, this is not who I'm supposed to be. Society's not going to tell me what my limitations are. You had that breaking point, and and obviously now you're turning that around and, and teaching others, which is one of the reasons why, as a professor, you were so popular and still continue to work in the academic world in the universities. But what do you want young black males to know about life and success? What I want them to know about life. I want them to know that anything they want to achieve is possible. We have innately, we have the ability to do great. But if we don't think we can do great, we will not do great. Mm -hmm. So I, as, as growing up, you know, I didn't do well academically, but then I started to do well academically. That means the ability to do well was already in me. But my mindset before that time, when I realized my potential wasn't about me doing well. 
So I want them to realize, black men to realize, especially, you know, innately, we already have the ability. You know, with DNA, we have what it takes to be successful. We just have to start thinking that way and start to see ourselves in that way. And then we'll start to see changes in our lives. You know, I think you're absolutely right. If you don't see yourself as successful, uh, then number one, who else will? And number two, who's going to uh, help you move forward? Who's going to encourage you? Who's going to get behind you? Uh, if you've got nothing going on because you believe there is nothing going on, then you're not going to find anybody else other than those negative people surrounding themselves and continuing to to support your own belief that you've got nothing going on. And those are the kind of folks you need to walk away from or actually run away from. And I appreciate what you're sharing, what you're doing to help on the, the youth understand that. But in your opinion, and and based on your observations, what core changes need to begin happening in order for true change to occur? Man, great question. Yes, it is. In my my observation, I think more of us as black men who have realized that we have the ability have to really step up and start to let um, a, a positive image and a positive um, um, behavior towards society uh, become more evident mm-hmm. because, you know, the young men are starting seeing more of the negative. So we who realize what's possible have to, you know, we, we, we can't think that they're going to just become. We have to show them, lead by example, let them see through us what's possible and i think you know by being the example and do it continuously we have to realize that you know it's an, it's an obligation for us to, to to lead the charge we can't wait for somebody else or some other time to do it we have to lead the charge to to let the young men coming behind us realize that through us it's possible for them and one of the things that i i, I completely uh, agree with it, but but I also have as a major pet peeve is is oftentimes the media doesn't do uh, a very good job of promoting and highlighting and advancing the good work, the positive work, uh, the, the 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 really impacting work that young black men are doing, the achievements and the accomplishments. That's why I appreciate when I see these posts on LinkedIn because you don't see that anywhere else. It, there, it, me, the media has a, uh, has a quicker trigger on posting and, and, and sharing negative things, but when there is 10,000 more positive things happening, they only focus on the small negative. I think that's one thing that needs to change, but it's only when voices like yourself uh, be, become prominent and, cha- and also uh, being catalyst to changing things, and hopefully the media will will follow suit. But you're the founder of both Envision Millionaires and Going Beyond Limitations. What are the founding principles of of both of them, and and what's what's in the future works with them? Um, uh, thank you, uh, Envision Millionaires. I uh, a few years ago I realized that there were more black millionaire, black male millionaires than I thought. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know what, how many people out here um, don't know? Because, you know, when I was searching and when I was looking, because, you know, when, you, when you're on a mission to empower others, you don't just want to tell them that it is possible. You want to provide them with examples of individuals who may have started with similar backgrounds. Uh, as yourself. So that was what drives Envision Millionaires. And I was also inspired by Dr. Um, Kimbrough, 
with his books about um, interviewing uh, black male uh, millionaires because he became one of my mentors and, you know, seeing the work that he's doing and, you know, just want to further what he's doing and search for individuals that I believe would be an inspiration for the next generation to let them know it is possible. So that's where Envision Millionaires, um, you know, came about um, to empower um, other young men through others who have done the work to achieve great success, you know, financially. And going beyond limitations, and, uh, how does that differ? Well, it's different in the sense that, you know, a lot of times we are the ones who take on the limiting beliefs and live our life that way. Because the first principle in going beyond limitation is let go of limiting beliefs. And also I have in the, in, in, with going beyond limitations, we all have abilities, but in order for our, our abilities to help us, we have to nurture it. So that's what going beyond limitation is about is to nurture that ability we have and what we can do right now may not be what we do in the future mm-hmm. but what we can do right now can lead us to do something else in the future as myself it was track and field so even when i was the only person out there training i was training i was training at one point people thought i was crazy because they say in your community no one get anything out of track and field no one leave your community for track and field but i was training you know, I didn't know how it was going to happen, but I was, you know, to me, then it was my only option, you know, so I would do it, I would nurture it. And it's just like anything else, you know, it may be writing, so we have to keep writing. It may be speaking, whatever it is that you are good at, you have to nurture it. And that's what going beyond limitation is about. Let go of the limiting beliefs, nurture your ability, take action, and make sure you're not talking yourself out of doing what you can do right now. You know, I love that. That's a mic drop. Nurture. That's a key word, not only for those that are looking for that sort of encouragement, but here's the bottom line. If you surround yourself with people like you are, Richard Cross, like you're the person that these folks need to be surrounded uh, by because you are going to identify in them that special gift that they have and you're going to encourage them. You're going to nurture them so that uh, so that they can not only expand that gift, but make it the most it can be where it impacts society and it changes their lives. In our last 30 seconds here, I, I, I know you've wrote a bunch of books, and you've got a bunch more books coming, yeah. but what do your books focus on? Well, um, well, the book focuses on empowering black males for one, but it also talks about leadership. It also talks about discipline, because I believe discipline is important to achieve whatever goals you have. Mm-hmm. And leadership, we have to understand, we don't have to be in a role uh, our partic- particular position to lead because we all can help bring out the best in others. Richard, we appreciate you being on the show. I want folks to track you down at richardacross.com. We don't even have time to go over all the books you've got going on, but there'll also be a link at my site so that people can not only learn more about you, learn about your initiatives, your foundations, become a supportive uh, person to those foundations, but also track down your books. Uh, They're a hit. I know they are. What you're doing is great, impacting work. I appreciate you being on the show, brother. Folks, we'll be right back. After the break. Hey, this is America's number one debt buster, Murray Bullier. And let me ask you a quick question. If there was a way we could eliminate all your debt in as little as one third to one half the time without changing your lifestyle, cash flow, or budget, would you like to have a discussion? If you're in the financial services or real estate profession and you'd like to have another tool to have more conversations to help you do more of what you already do without losing your focus, isn't that worth a call? 
We've saved over $2.2 billion in interest for our clients. Let's have a conversation to see what we can do for you. Hey, everyone. This is Jay Mamie from the Jay Mamie Talk Show. I want you to know that my course, the Thrive Sales Mastery Course from Novice to Ninja, now is available. If you are an entrepreneur, a business owner, or have a sales-oriented career, and if your skill sets need improvement, if you are struggling with the areas that matter most, how to convert someone from a prospect to a customer or a client, then your sales skills need to be improved. Go visit thrivesalesmastery.com and learn more. More about this fantastic course. Cumulus Media is looking for a digital platforms manager for our Cumulus Dallas brands. If you have a great digital background, social media expertise, ability to create customized programs for any number of advertiser verticals, and grow our station brands, we'd like to meet you. If you have three plus years online editorial experience with exceptional writing, editing, SEO skills, are a multitasker, and can prioritize and focus in a fast-paced environment, and have a great handle on digital technology and social platforms, go to CumulusMedia.com under Career Opportunities. Prescription products require an online consultation with a healthcare provider and are only available if the provider determines a prescription is appropriate. Subscription required. See website for full details and important safety information. Hey guys, good news. The outrageously expensive little blue pill is now generic, which means you can get the prescription medication to treat ED at affordable prices. And Hims makes it extra affordable. You pay just 30 bucks for a month's supply. And right now, get your first online doctor's visit totally free when you go to 4 slash joy. That's right, free, zero copay, no expensive appointments, no awkward face-to-face conversations to get your prescription. Hims connects you to doctors online who can evaluate you and, if appropriate, prescribe your ED medication. And a pharmacy sends it right to your door. Hims makes it affordable, private, and incredibly easy. Nobody likes dealing with ED. Now, thanks to Hims, nobody has to. And that's really good news. To start your free online visit, you need to go to this exclusive address, forhims.com slash joy. That's forhims.com slash joy for your free online visit. F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash joy. Welcome back to Thrive Time with Jay Mamie. Welcome back, everyone, to the Jay Mamie Talk Show. I'm excited about our author spotlight today. You know, I'm a big fan of brand new authors who are putting out their first or even their second book because I know what it takes to write a book. I know what it takes to carve out the time to be dedicated to doing that because you've got a message in your heart. You've got something that's stirring your soul and you want the world to know about it. Well, that's the case here today with Omar Smalls. He has written his first book and it's a powerful impacting work, which is why he is our author spotlight for the the show today. But a little bit about Omar Smalls, not only is he an author, but he's also an entrepreneur, and I love that. Uh, He's a speaker, and he's the founder of Professional Standard Consulting, and he's here to talk about his new book called Tweet. Omar, welcome to the show, brother. Well, thank you so much, Jay. I really appreciate that. Thank you. Hey, it's a pleasure to have you here today. We're going to dive into the book. We're going to dive into all the good things that you've got to share. But before we do that, I'd like for our listeners to get to know you a little bit better. So can you share your story with us? Yes, thanks, Jay. I recently resigned a high-ranking position in government services to pursue my dream of entrepreneurship and writing. I was the deputy city manager, HR director for the seventh largest city in New York State, and I was the village administrator for a neighboring community. Mm. I always had uh, an entrepreneurial leaning, and after some thought and prayer and planning, I made the leap with two projects. I developed a website to inform, uplift, elevate, and inspire at brothersmalls.com, and I just published my first book, Tweet, 365 Thought-Provoking Tweets to Ignite Your Brilliance and Power. 
So what inspired you uh, to start thinking about writing the book? Because I'm sure it was a thought that was planted. You were inspired. Maybe you were led. You didn't do it yet. But what inspired you to start thinking about writing a book like this? Well, Jay, I, I always wanted to help people. In my years as an administrator, as a human resource professional, a brother, a son, a friend, I noticed pe- how people approach things, how they perceive things. And very often, it is their perception that is the difference between victory and defeat, overcoming or being overwhelmed, accomplishment or failure. So how one views their talent and resources and how they perceive their challenges or obstacles plays a major role in the final outcome. So what ultimately then, as you were thinking about these things, and by the way, that's very observant. You're observing these. You could have said to yourself, you know, these people, they need to change. <laughs> uh, and if they only knew what they what they could know and should know, they would they, their lives would progress. Uh, but what was that inspiring moment then that, that I call it a, a watershed moment in your life that, that compelled you to get serious about sitting down and actually writing it? Sure. Again, I always wanted to write a book and convey my thoughts and experience, uh, some of my education and uh, my teaching experience for the benefit of others. But I think I got serious when I made the decision to leave full-time employment and focus on entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. And also uh, what the country and world has been through in the last two years with the global pandemic mm. provided the impetus and, quite honestly, the necessity to write the book. So. It was the fact that, uh, you know, by the way, for most entrepreneurs, here's the deal. When the minute you leave the cushy comfort consistency of a paycheck, (laughs) when you've got that going on and and you know that that you go somewhere, you do a certain amount of tasks and you get a paycheck, uh, that can create a very... Uh, a place of comfort and coziness and consistency and, and persistency and, and all the things that we can get used to. But the minute you leave that and, and take the, the, that leap of faith into the world of entrepreneurism, you really begin to do the things that were on hold or maybe they were sort of on the back shelf because now it's sink or swim, it's do or die. I mean, you're, you're, you're no longer have that, uh, that backup plan. It, your entrepreneurial life, that is your main priority. So in this case here, getting this book off the ground was probably one of those early actions you took as an entrepreneur. And brother, that is exactly how, what it, how it happens for so many uh, who end up writing a book when they become an entrepreneur. So you're on the right track. But why? Did, I'm, I'm curious about the title, Tweet. Why did you choose a title, uh, tweet, uh, and 365, brother, right? It's a whole year's worth of tweets. And how does that resonate with the rest of the book? Sure. And with each tweet, you know, I I kind of um, give more detail. But thinking is so underrated. I'm going to say that again. Thinking is so underrated. Uh, as you know, Jay, if you want to change the quality of your life, you have to change the quality of your thoughts. Mm-hmm. There's a scripture that says, uh, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. That's right. So everything starts with a thought. Your thoughts dictate your behavior, and your behavior dictates your results. I'll, I'll give you an example. Um, there's a device often used in a doctor's office um, that provides a great picture of the concept. It's called a uh, phoropter. It's a, it's a metal device on a swivel that the doctor puts on the bridge of your nose, and, and it's used to check vision. Very often, you put your face on this device and view alphabets at a distance. The doctor or technician switches the lenses, 
and asks for feedback. Very often the image is fuzzy initially. It gets a bit clear and then clearer. Mm -hmm. And so if we see and perceive things clearly or correctly, we have bolstered our chances of success exponentially. So 365 tweets. Um, I think, and, I, and I know you all, obviously you believe that if every day a person were to read those tweets, it would not only refocus them uh, in, in a way they should the way they should think for the day to help them be uh, not more positive and certainly attack the day with a, with more zeal, but it keeps them in alignment every single day because 365 days, uh, 365 tweets, brother, that's a lot of tweets, and that's what I appreciate about your book. That took some thought. But I'm sharing with our audience what's the, what makes a book special, but what is it about the book that people should pursue reading it? What's the book about? Tweet is written in a way to help people become increasingly thoughtful by tapping into their God-given brilliance through uh, personal and professional insights and commentary, prayers, actionable lessons, biblical references and recollections, all done to encourage people forward. Um, in the 365-day format, some will read a tweet a day for an entire year. Others will scan the book and read tweets that appeal to their personal interests and situation. Others will read the book cover to cover. I just got some feedback. Someone read the book cover to cover, enjoyed it so much that they also will review it every day of the year. So it, it can be used as a, as a, a reference book. So again, if you desire to break free from self-defeating and unproductive thinking, Tweet will encourage you to have and have and actually practice a success outlook and posture. Well, words of wisdom and and works of wisdom can never go out of style, especially when they do influence and impact someone to uh, to think better and to do better and to and to become a better version of themselves. So I know that's going to be a big reason why the book. Uh, is already becoming a success, but it'll continue to be one. But one of my favorite tweets um, was when you said, uh, my grandfather, Taft Bruton, used to say, and I love this, it's a full-time job mining your own business. <laughs> it's a full-time job mining your own business. Why did you decide to put this one in the book? Well, Jay, I'm going to ask you, why did that tweet intrigue you so much what, what you know how did it speak to you you know because i i believe that it's you know if you focus on mining your own business uh boy that can take up your entire day right uh and, and, and by the way most people don't mind their own business they kind of get into somebody else's business and the minute you get into somebody else's business not only does that detract you from your own personal journey but now you're getting into the weeds of somebody else's life and then that can open up a whole other can of worms with with envy or bitterness and all sorts of other stuff so i, I for me that's why that resonated with me the most no exactly jay and and that's 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 the book in a nutshell in the sense that you know we want people to start thinking about these different things and uh, there's a scripture that reminds me of it as well. It says, above all else, guard your heart, guard your mind, for everything you do flows from it. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, so it's so important to kind of guard your thoughts, guard the things that you're in, in, in taking because, you know, your life, it, it, it impacts your life. So in our last three minutes here, the reader, uh, the, the purchaser of your book, they buy it, they read it, 
What is the central message or theme that, that you want the reader to walk away with after they've read your book? Well, again, I want people to acknowledge their God-given brilliance and power. I want them to be equipped to begin the work necessary to get to their next level. I want them to start saying yes to their future and destiny instead of saying no. And I want them to implement and seek to understand the adjustments that are necessary to unleash their full potential. Now, I, I want to ask you a separate question here because I can almost hear the thoughts of my of my listeners. And, and I know this is something that I thought about, too, as I started to dive into the book. You could have used any format, any platform, I mean, anything. But you decided to take this message, your message of empowerment, and apply it to a social media platform in a way. Because I know that people tweet all day long. They tweet nonsense, right? Most people... The majority of tweets out there, studies have shown, are just fluffy nonsense stuff, but yet people read them and people respond and they reply and they share. Why did you choose this particular platform as a way to reach people? Well, again, I, I really want to be able to uh, make a difference in people's lives. You know, it's the start of the new year. Uh, those wanting to take full advantage of uh, 2022, you know, it really takes one thought. It takes one word, one step uh, to change your perspective toward transforming your life. And so, uh, as you said, again, people tweet all the time. But if you take if it's one tweet that really kind of resonates with you, that can that can change your entire life. Mm -hmm. And so so I'm hoping that people do that. I, I heard from a couple that they're reading a tweet a day and discussing it with each other. So hopefully it'll help impact their marriage, you know. Well, I appreciate that, brother. That can never be a bad thing. Hey, in our last minute here, where can people go to learn more about you and to buy the book? Sure. Tweet 365 Thought-Provoking Tweets is now available online at Amazon, Barnes & Nobles, and on my website, uh, brothersmalls.com. And people can track you down if they want to. You have on Instagram, you have an email, you have a, another uh, LinkedIn page. Where can they track you down oh, on the other platforms? Oh, sure, 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 sure. If you go to my website, brothersmalls.com, brothersmalls.com, you'll get all of my, um, all of my information, uh, how to reach me um, for, for, for speaking engagements, for, for everything, the book as well, uh, brothersmalls.com. Omar Smalls, we appreciate you being on the show. We're going to have your book up on our web show site, thejmamietalkshow.com. We always have our author spotlights up there with their book and links where people can go purchase. We appreciate you being on the show. Folks, we're going to be right back after the break. Not everyone is pulled charged of another man's skull from the palm of their hand. Not everyone has stood over the bodies of friends whose lives were lost in an instant. Not everyone has struggled to face their own reflection for years on end. But anyone who has experienced trauma or adversity will resonate with Legion Rising. This is not simply a military memoir, it's a memoir of life, of tragedy, healing, and leadership. Through the heart-pounding stories of combat to the transparent and personal look into the process of healing, a message emerges, one that will inspire people across all walks of life. Legion Rising, Surviving Combat, and the Scars It Left Behind can be found on Amazon.com. I believe that fear is the number one killer of success and personal achievement and is running rampant in our society today, which is paralyzing people from becoming everything that God created them to be. My name is Rich Cavanis. What I do is help people like you to rise above mediocrity, unlock your God-given power, and elevate your everyday living through a unique coaching process that links the Bible, science, psychology, and personal development together so you can become everything that God created you to be. Get my new book for free at powertothrive.net. 
Do you really want to go through another year with that awful joint pain? Don't do it. Resolve right now to get yourself moving again for 2022. Hey, it's Ernie Brown. It's time to call QC Kinetics, non-surgical regenerative treatments for joint pain. We're talking lasting results using natural biologics. No surgery, no pain meds, no steroids, and no downtime. This really is exciting stuff. Regenerative, restorative treatments that actually encourage your body to heal itself using highly concentrated natural biologics. Patients rave about it for hip pain relief, knee pain relief, shoulder and back pain relief. Don't let them keep giving you steroids and don't let them tell you surgery is your only option. Get a free second opinion at QC Kinetics. Do it now and imagine life in 2022 without pain. Call the local medical professionals at QC Kinetics with locations in Dallas, Fort Worth, and Plano. 972-972-8610. 972-972-8610. That's 972-972-8610. Welcome back to Thrive Time with Jay Mamie. Welcome back, everyone, to the Jay Mamie Talk Show. On the line right now, I'm thrilled to introduce to you Lisa Cavallo. She is our business spotlight for the show. And guys, you know that I only bring individuals on the show that I believe are making an impact in a certain way uh, to a community uh, as part of an organization that are really looking to have others experience thriving in their life. And that's why Lisa Cavallo, she's on the show with us today. Not only is she a mortgage advisor, she's a real estate agent, she's an investor, but she's also someone involved in expanding and growing and developing and building a community. She's got a very excellent, different message, and I wanted her to share her story with you guys today as our business spotlight. So, Lisa, welcome to the show. Hi, Jay. Thank you so much for having me. Lisa, before we dive into all the good things you've got to share, and I know you've got a lot going on, can you share a little bit about your story with our listening audience? Well, I come from a humble beginning and was taught that hard work and perseverance will get you a long way. And mm-hmm. actually, I'm a product from the 80s. So I grew up in a time when there was latchkey kids and had a single mother who I learned uh, that you know, hard work was really important and basically learned a lot of self-discipline while I was there by myself doing things for myself. And in addition, I had an upbringing where an influence through my grandparents taught me the core values of, you know, their era was war and depression. And they Mm -hmm. really ingrained in me that savings was so, so, so important that it's just become a fundamental of one of my core values. And as I progressed in my profession, I began working in banks and started to teach classes for first-time homebuyers. I had a pretty good job, and I had the ability to travel around the world. And I think that in those experiences, I was able to learn about other individuals and give back to them and see how different segments of our community and other communities come together and work in harmony. Yeah, one of the things that impresses me about uh, my guests when I have a chance to interview them is that there's always a route that goes all the way back to childhood uh, that is part of who they are today, whether they are modeling someone else, parents or grandparents, or whether they're picking up uh, nuances of, of good habits uh, by watching others do it. It's so critical, us as adults and as parents, uh, to be mindful that there's always someone, a little person watching us. And in this case, 
the lesson of savings you learned from your grandparents and it's molded you and it's crafted you and it's your message today, you know, 20, 30 years later. And it's probably going to be your message moving forward. And that's why you're impacting people. And you really are doing great things for those that are interested in following in the same footsteps. But what inspired you to dedicate your life to empowering others? Well, as I progressed in my career, I was able to you know, get into real estate and eventually I became a real estate broker and investor and Mm -hmm. it was a progressive move. But I think that what basically shaped my vision was seeming since I was from a humble beginning and traveling, I was able to see how other people's lived, other people's lives were. And in that, I realized that I did not have to have any insecurities about financial freedom. Those lessons that were taught to me as a young child on how all the things we didn't have came to light in a new vision when I was able to travel and and see the world. And I was able to simulate that life could be better than where I stood at that moment. So it was watching others, seeing others experiencing a better quality of life that you realized that such a thing does exist. And just because you grew up in humble beginnings doesn't mean that it has to be your future because if others are seeing success and others are having success and they're living a better quality of life, then that better quality of life is available for everybody, not just for the select. And and I, I gather that's what really helped you understand that this message has to be shared with others. Is that about right? Exactly. And that's where I got the idea of empowering, empowering other mm-hmm. individuals to be their best and to overcome any obstacles that they may have had previously. You know, part of living a life that is less than your potential, um, experiencing a life that could be your best life, whether it's financially, whether it's in your health, in your fitness, in your family, your relationships, uh, part of living that kind of life, and the reason why rather folks don't, is because they're missing information. They're, They're lacking understanding. Where do you find that most people that you help and and are working with have the greatest knowledge deficiency? That's a really great question. I believe that the hardest part for people to um, assimilate or overcome would be a debt management side. And when I say that, it ties in so closely with cash flow. So we get caught up in our society of a credit society where things are borrowed and minimal amounts are repaid. And eventually what tends to happen is people get into this leveraging mode and they forget about accumulating savings like a backup or a cushion or a life event that could happen. And they don't have anything to fall back on. So I think that the majority of my teachings would be to empower those individuals to have a savings, build a nest egg, just like those principles I was taught when I was younger. You know, one of those things that I've learned, because I grew up in Spanish Harlem, Lisa, in in New York, and, you know, growing up uh, in the 70s and the 80s, you don't have examples, vivid examples of anyone who had implemented the kind of knowledge that you're teaching. I just didn't see any of that. But I knew along the way that if you learn the right information, if, you, if you're taught the right principles, and if you apply them, which is the key, and I'm sure you'd agree with that, it's applying what you learned. You can change the trajectory of your life and your kid's life and generations to come if you get the knowledge, but then you have to apply the knowledge, which I think is another area where people become deficient. They don't understand the application of the knowledge. So it really is a one-two punch. 
But in your experience and your observations being, uh, being very active in the community, what have you found have been some of the positive testimonials? What are some of your positive testimonials from your efforts to empower others, especially in the Latino community? Well, one of the things I've done over my career, having been in this industry now over 25 years, is not only help initial individuals build their wealth and have success through home ownership, but been able to also help their children. And it's great mm. when you have these long-term relationships with individuals and you see how well they're doing and you can pass that off to their offspring and they're passing that off to their offspring. And it's just, it's an amazing cycle of life when you're able to give so much back to other individuals that you relate with and they relate with you and you've been in their shoes, you know, their travels, you know, their struggles, you know, how much they've gone through just to, to be where they are. And, and to see them grow and flourish is just so rewarding. Now, one of the ways that you empower the Latino community, uh, all communities, but specifically, I know you do a lot of work with the Latino community, is you often speak to them about uh, being empowered through the ownership of real estate. Can you take a second to talk a little bit about why that's one of your uh, most valuable priority messages to, uh, to those you work with? Absolutely. You know, my family has a really long-term history of being in their houses. We're not the type of individuals to change houses. As a matter of fact, my great-grandparents' house is still in our family. And that's been, oh my gosh, almost 100 years now. So we're really, really solid, our foundation, you know. Um, in regards to real estate, it's the number one wealth-building item that you can have for your family, especially with mm -hmm. Latinos. You know, I do mm -hmm. a lot of work, community work. I'm working with an organization that is NARREB and NAREB and all these other individuals that really support the minority and the growth and the ideas that, you know, when we come from a mindset that says, I can't, we give them the power and the encouragement to say, I can, and to see mm. it happen come to fruition. It's just amazing. But, you know, they're able to, through home ownership, pass on that to their lineage and invest in themselves. And it creates stability in the family and a legacy for their children. Yeah, I love that. You said that you give them the empowerment for them to say, I can. And, uh, you know, there's nothing to, there's something to be said about owning a home that gives you that sense of, of validation and self-worth to an, to an extent. But it it's also confirms to you that I can do this, right? And and the process that you go through to get to that place when someone hands you a key to your home, especially for those of us who are Latino, it's a big deal. Um, so I can see why those who have that uh, that have that experience could be empowered by just owning a home, right? Something they could pass on to their kids. But what initiatives are you currently working on that are going to help continue to develop yourself? and your message in a very crowded marketplace. Great. So one of the things I'm doing is I'm switching to a video format. Um, I went to a conference and I was able to see the CEO of Disney and he came out to talk with us. And really what he did was said, you know, my story is best told through video. And it gave me the idea that me, myself, am so much more than sometimes what my words can say. And so I'm putting a lot down in video, and I'm expanding at this time to other markets, um, starting a emerging developer 
organization that will challenge my next um, initiative, which is providing housing on a greater scale and, and relocating individuals who are being misplaced throughout the community through transportation and upgrades that are going on right now for infrastructure. And in addition to that, I'm working with a nonprofit called Agamaslo in creating a magazine to get our message out about helping individuals, education, family, um, mortgage, housing, new construction, everything in one spot so that will be distributed to our community and also online. Awesome. That sounds like a great project you're working on to definitely expand your message. A video is key. In our last minute here, I want to ask you two quick questions here. Number one, where could people find you? And number two, what can people expect to experience when they meet you in our last minute? Great. So one of the things that I think they'll find is that I'm very relatable. And mm -hmm. in knowing me and, and seeing me in person, it's nothing to be intimidated about. I'm just a really easygoing person. The best way to find me is just give me a call. My number is 832-797-1594. You can call or text anytime. And you can also find me online under my name, Lisa Castro Carvalho. You can Google it. I've got a Google page. And you can find me on various sources online as well. Well, Lisa, we appreciate you being on the show. Tremendous value adding to the community. Folks, we're going to have Lisa's information up on our website so you can track her down. And that wraps up another fantastic week of Thrive Mighty Contact, folks. We're going to see you next Sunday on the Jay Mamie Talk Show.